We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Prize Bank. Up next, the latest on the Missouri Tigers from KCSN, which features multiple shows each week with Border War with former Missouri forward Jarrett Sutton and former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins. And Mizzou, that's who, with insider Gabe Diarma, Maggie Johnson, and Tucker Franklin. The latest news, the top stories, and an insider perspective to keep you in the know. Make sure to follow us on your new home for Missouri Tigers podcast, KCSN. And now, the latest on Mizzou Athletics. Hello and welcome into another edition of Mizzou That's Who, your podcast for Missouri Athletics here on KC Sports Network. As always, I'm joined by Gabe DeArmond and Maggie Johnson, but today we have a super special guest joining us today. It's the hero from Saturday's 68-66 to win over UCF. It's DeAndre Golson. DeAndre, how are you doing, man? And, and how have these past few days been for you, dude? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, past few days have been um, a lot, you know, as you can expect. Um, but just been trying to enjoy it with my teammates and my coaching staff and just try to move on and think about the next game, though. Um, you know, although it was a great moment, time to look forward and um, prepare for the next opponent. Are you a guy after that game? Like, did you go watch the Twitter video and, and and search your name and stuff, or did you try to just kind of get past it pretty quick? I watched it a lot of times. Uh, <laughs> it, just, it, it was it was circulating it was circulating so much I couldn't get past it, so I just tried to embrace it. You know, half on half on my um, my brothers on the team and just enjoy it. You know, for the time that we had. Well, I just hope you saw the one where they put the Titanic music behind it because that's always the best one. <laughs> I saw that one. I saw that one. <laughs> I watched it a lot too, so don't don't feel bad. I think I was sitting at my family at Christmas this weekend, and I was just like, they were like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "Oh, just watching Mizzou win. How they typically never win." So it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. You gave all of us like a great Saturday. Uh, Dre, when when your teammates are all coming at you. What's it like being on the bottom of one of those piles? Because, like, I got to think, if you're the guy at the bottom of that, you're like, you guys got to get off me. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun, especially when I, uh, the guys are big and strong. It's not fun. But, um, no, it was exciting. You know, those, those guys I love. I love them. They embraced me, and I embraced them. So that was that was a good part about it. But, like I said, they were some big guys, though, so it wasn't fun. Well, Dre, I got a question, man, because coming off of that Kansas game, Tough game. You go into this game kind of knowing you got a tough stretch ahead, knowing this this UCF team is is a tough basketball team as well. Uh, what was kind of your guys' mindset going into this game and really throughout the game? Um, we just wanted to show um, how resilient we are and how tough we are. We needed this one. The whole entire Mizzou, everyone that believes in us, we all needed it. So um, we knew coming to the game that we had to be focused, locked in, and play as hard as we could. Um, and it showed for a while. You know, we were up, what, 14 to 15? in the second half for the most part, and they, they fall back. They're a good team, so we have to give credit to them. But like I said, we, we needed this one bad. So um, for, for us to win, the way we won, it was, it was, it was big for us, big for the entire community. There was a cool moment right after you made the shot, and you look right over at Coach Gates. I watched it multiple times in the video. Is that something that, like, you know that he has that confidence in you to take that shot? You know you have that confidence in yourself to take that shot? I know you've made game winners before. You're you're not really new to it. But is that just the confidence that he gives you in practice yes, every um, day? Yes, every day to everyone on the team, he instills confidence all the time. Um, no matter if we're having a bad shooting night, we're playing bad, he always believes, he always tells us, 
that he, he trusts us and believes in us. So, and I let it go, and, I, and it felt good. And I made it. I looked at him because he kept me. You no, know, I didn't start the last game, and he, he kept he just kept believing in me and trusting in me to stay in the second half, and it worked out for us. So uh, I wanted to prove him right and prove myself right as well. I, I want to know, like I had multiple people say after they watched that shot, like, Coach Gates doesn't look that excited. Like, does he? Do you guys see him with emotion? Because when he's on the sidelines, man, it is even keel. We don't see a lot. Yeah, he's he's a lot different to us, you know, in, in practicing <laughs> behind closed doors. But you know, he always tells us, um, you know, just to stay level, stay cool. You know, just don't show emotions out in, in the public eye. And that's what he does. He's a good. He's good at things. Great leader. So we just follow behind him. He caught himself. He wanted to show emotion, but he, he caught himself a little bit and, and he, he relaxed. <laughs> Well, we talked about that video circulating, and one of those places it circulated was Sports Center. You're number two on top plays. I told you before we get started, I think you kind of got robbed. I think you probably should have been number one. But but how cool is that to see? You know, that's a dream of as a kid, you always dream about going up on Sports Center, seeing a play you make on Sports Center. How cool is that to actually see? You know, that come to fruition. It was very cool. Um, it was the, the best part about it was my family. Um, it really wasn't about me. It was about my family being able to just you know see me on on TV and be able to tell their friends and the people they love that, you know, they have someone that they know in the family to be on sports center and for my teammates. Um, that's, that's not just my, you know, my, my light, my shining moment is the entire team. Um, Des Moines made a good rebound, good push and pass. Nick Honor had a great game, Trigo million, everybody, Kobe Brown, everybody had a, you know, a fantastic, fantastic game, I believe. So it was for everybody, not just for me. Dre, you're, uh, you're talking about moving on to the next game. So no better example than like, you spent two days in Miami and now you are inside wearing a winter coat back in Columbia, <laughs> Missouri. So, so I guess, I guess that'll snap you back to reality pretty quick. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's, that's what we talked about. Uh, we was loading the plane, said back to reality, back to reality. We looked, we looked the weather up. It was, I think it said Thursday's going to be negative two or something like that. So we knew coming back, everything was going back to reality, back to practice, you know, back to, back to everything we normally do. So just get ready for it. Well, I'm excited to have you guys. I'm in St. Louis, so I'm excited to have you guys in St. Louis on Thursday. I will be there uh, 8 p.m. on Thursday. I uh, hope all the other Mizzou fans are too. I do have um, I have a kind of a question about why you chose to come to Mizzou. I knew you obviously knew Coach Gates before you played. I think you're pretty sure you've hit a game winner against him in the past as well. So what kind of made you want to choose uh, Mizzou and to spend your last year as a Missouri Tiger? Um, so It was all Coach Gates, to be honest. Um. I passed on him the first time around um, out of JUCO. Um, didn't really know what he know what what he had the plans for. You know what was his plans for his teams. And he told me, but I haven't I hadn't seen it yet. And then watching him and playing against him for the previous two years and seeing how his system and the things he does works. And the players all I asked all his uh, players at Cleveland State about him. They all loved him. So I said this time I want to go pass up an opportunity to play for a coach like him. And it's and it's you know it's doing well right now. So can't complain. I love Mizzou. I love Coach Gates. I love the staff, the teammates. So worked out pretty good. I kind of want to ask you kind of about your teammates too. You guys as a as a locker room seem very cohesive. You guys seem locked in as a unit. How has that been with with Coach Gates coming in? All of you guys are from pretty much different places. We had two, three guys who were returning on this team. You guys are all coming together into Columbia. How has that been? And how's the adjustment period been with you guys and just kind of getting to know each other? We're pretty smooth. Um, we're all older guys, so I think that helped out a lot when we came in the summertime. So we all just kind of like jailed. We jailed. We hung out. Um, we we sorted all the kinks out early. I, I can say. So it was just about getting game reps in together. You know, just finding the right right thing, right situation with each other, how we like to play and things like that. But off the court, everything's been pretty good. We just been hanging out, playing playing video games, going out to bowling and movies. And it's, it's been working out for us. Um, everyone thought after the Kansas game we were going to split up, but it brought us together closer. So so we used that as fuel to, to come together closer. And last game, I think it showed uh, we, were, we were smiling more, we were dapping up more, um, hugging our huddles were tighter and things like that. So it's, it's been good for us. So, so kind of a two-part question for you. You mentioned the Kansas game. So in a span of about two weeks, you're going to play in the two games that like somebody that plays basketball at Missouri kind of points to every year or used to, right? So the first part of this is Coach Gates, and everybody talked a lot about the atmosphere for in the Kansas game and what to expect. Were you guys ready for that atmosphere, or did it surprise you what, what that arena was like coming out? Um, I don't think it surprised us. We, we were told, we watched all the old videos. I don't think it surprised us, but – 
what I can say is, I guess you can never prepare for something like that. Uh, the fans were already – it was packed out before you even started the game, you no know, warm-up. So, I guess you can't really expect that. But we, we, we were ready for it. Kansas is just a great team. Um, yeah. They they played in a lot – I would say they played ranked team, ranked opponents already, I think all nine games at that point. So, they were they were a great, a great team. We were, we were pretty good, but we weren't at that level yet. We, we're going to continue to get there and build. So, hopefully we can see them down the line at some point. So the cool part about that Kansas game is 99% of the people are cheering for you guys. The cool thing about the Illinois game is literally like you can look up the stands and you can see where they stop selling Missouri tickets and start selling Illinois tickets. So, and I know this is still three days away, but have you guys talked at all about, uh, about kind of what that game is going to be like, or do you just treat every game like, Hey, whatever happens in the stands, we can't pay attention to. Yeah, we um we try to focus on ourselves and be you know be together as a family. So we try, we try not to worry about the stands as much. But you know, everyone as a as a basketball player, you know how it's going to be. I think and I think we thrive off opponents more. Like Wichita State, the crowd was against us, and it felt it felt crazy. But we we thrive about that more because we can come together as a family even more. Uh, we can be together, and it's gonna it's gonna work out for us. I think I believe. You're getting some of these good. Uh... Mizzou rivalries out of the way early, at least what Mizzou fans see are our biggest rivalries, I would say. Are there any places in the SEC like you're really excited to go play in their home stadium? Me personally, um, I wish we were going to Kentucky this year. We came this year. Um, but me personally, maybe Arkansas and um, Florida. I think we're going to Florida this year. I lost to Florida last year in my previous school, so I want to go win one there. And, um, Auburn. You know, just just watching watching college basketball, you always see those teams. They always talk, everyone always talk about how how tough it is to play in their arenas. And so I want to go and see if we can um, pull one off and, and win at their arenas. Yeah, you got the conference schedule coming up, man. I mean, it's 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 right here. Uh, you got some a t- couple tough non-con games before, but what's kind of the biggest thing that you guys as a team, you kind of yourself, has taken from? these non-conference games that you've seen between Kansas, you know, you got the one with Illinois obviously coming up on Thursday, but you played some teams, you've hung in there with some games. You, I know uh, coach Gates talks about making some adversity for you guys in those games. What's kind of the biggest thing you've taken away from, from these, these early games. Um, the biggest thing is how tough and how close these games are going to be from now on. Um, we really don't expect to, to beat anyone by a lot of points or lose by a lot of points. If, if that happens, which I hope it doesn't, but you know, every game is going to be tough from now on. It's not going to be um, a twenty-point win. So we try to we try to just stay, you know, even keeled and, and just keep chopping the wood, as we as we say, keep chopping the wood and, and keep going. Just try to make sure we win games and and make sure we set ourselves up for the future in the NCAA tournament. I know uh, sometimes you know fans fans tend to lose sight of the fact that you guys have lives and are people off the basketball court too. So. You got a basketball game Thursday. You got a basketball game on the 28th. Christmas falls in there. What What's the next week like for you? Do you guys get in any chance to go see your families or anything? Yes. Um, after the Illinois game, we have, I think, two days, maybe a day and a half to go home and see our families, which is great. So, um, you know, take any time you can to, to, to get away from basketball and try to reset for the tough conference schedule we have coming up. So everyone needs this, um, coaches, players included. So just just to you know, get down mentally, relax, reset a little bit, and come back ready to fight. Uh, this is kind of my last question I have for you. But what would you say that your goal is, as either individually or as a team, uh, for the rest of the season? As a team, it's for sure to get to the NCAA tournament. Um, we want to we want to get there. Everyone does. That's that's our whole team goal. We want to. We also want to play in the final four as well. So I know it sounds big to, to everyone else, but to us, it's not. You know, um, it's a, it's achievable to us. Individually, um, I have a pretty high pretty high goal. Uh, pretty high goal. Um, I want to be all conference. I know it sounds it sounds big, but I want to be all conference. I want to be all defensive team as well. I want to um, impact the team defensively. That's what I, that's why that's really why I came here to Mizzou as well. Me and Coach Gates discussed being a better defender being a great defender so I can have, um, you know, a better chance to go pro next year. So that's why I want to, I want to be all, all defensive team and all conference team. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's a great goal to have. I, I definitely see on both those lists, but uh, last thing I got for me, you talked about you guys playing video games, going out places, going bowling, stuff like that. What's the games you guys are playing? What, what are you guys doing in that locker room? Uh, <laughs> as, as like team bonding things. Um, 2k. We play, we play a lot of modern warfare. That's probably the biggest game we play around here. And then I have a couple of um, teammates who play FIFA together. Um, Mo Diarra, Ryan DeGray, um, Mabor Majak. 
couple of our coaches play as well too. Play they play FIFA as well. So the, um, the World Cup game was big for us. Around after the win, we they on the plane watching the World Cup. So it was it was big for us. All right, I want to finish up with a question about one of your teammates too. You guys have like the most famous walk on in the country. I think Ben Sternberg <laughs> is, is making a name for himself. So I, I just want to say I'm honored that you're on our podcast and Ben Sternberg has not started his own podcast. Like that's all coming, right? He's he's going to have some big media company, isn't he? I, now that you say that, I'm going to mention it to him. I'm going to tell him um, to make a podcast. But shout out Benny Buckets on YouTube. Um, for anybody out there listening, I think you should go check it out. He's going to make a vlog pretty soon about the um, the previous game against UCF. going to be a must-watch, I think, so everybody should watch it. But Ben is a great guy. He's um he's the best team that anyone can have, and he should. You guys should have him on, and maybe he can learn from you guys. This is a great podcast, so <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to mention it to him. <laughs> I, I and parting words. I think, uh, hey, if you can do what you did Saturday again, I think all Missouri fans would be happy. I think they'd also be perfectly happy if you didn't have to do that at the end of a game again. Yeah, we would, we would too. <laughs> <laughs> well, DeAndre, man, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for putting in a good word with the team with us too. Uh, you're gonna be our uh, our pipeline. You're gonna be our recruiter for us to get guys on the podcast. So, uh, really appreciate you hopping on, spending a couple a couple minutes with us, uh, man. Just good luck. This uh, this Thursday against Illinois, and, and best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you all. Thank you so much. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Big shout out to DeAndre Golson for joining us. A uh, huge shot that he hit. Um, just that whole play, that whole sequence of like, you know, falling to the ground and getting a pass off, and then putting up a shot from the logo. It's just so that's what dreams are made of. That's that stuff right there. That like when you're a kid in the backyard in the driveway, you're like three, two, one, put it up, bank it in, mm -hmm. and been getting up on Sports Center. Super cool uh, for all of Mizzou, uh, as he mentioned. So uh, shout out to the Missouri it basketball team picking up a big win. Like that was a huge win for him. Kind of a shot over the bow of good things never happen to us crowd, right? Like sometimes <laughs> you win games like that. I actually went through this morning and kind of listed some some other buzzer. Be like there have been a decent – it's not like Missouri never wins a game like that. Although I, my favorite tweet was congrats to Missouri now one for 2,838 <laughs> in winning games that end in weird ways. One of the coolest True. things about that game with Dre too is that I'm pretty sure right before uh, he made that shot – well maybe right before you UCF made their shot he had an offensive he had an offensive foul which you know at that mm. point like you could have beat yourself up and gotten down and instead you know he put himself in the moment and was ready to have the ball in his hands and I just think that that was a uh the icing on top of the cake and yeah. a, a really cool thing to see and I mean the 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 real play there it, no discredit to the guy that hit the 40 footer off the glass right great shot but like there were two and a half seconds on the clock 
and Demoy Hodges laying parallel to the ground without the ball really in his possession. And to be able to shovel that ball over to Golston to eat, because when when Demoy started to lose his footing, I thought, oh my God, they're not even going to get a shot off. Like mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. this is horrendous. And also, I know he didn't have a timeout, so maybe credit is the wrong word, but like Dennis Gates just trusting his guys with 38 seconds left, get a stop, get a rebound, go make a play. Because yep. even he said after the game, a lot of coaches foul there. And don't get me wrong, if 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 that shot is missed, I promise the internet is going, well, Dennis Gates is an idiot for not fouling. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I like it. Play it out. I mean, worst case scenario, they score and you need a three to tie. I would have loved to watch this game, but it was on Ballet Sports Extra, and I, I, I have the I, I already explained that I have the one place that you can watch Ballet Sports in Kansas City, but when I went to click on where it was in Ballet Sports Extra, they were actually playing the Miami game. They weren't even playing the right game, um, so it was the it was the wrong feed. So I didn't even get to watch the game. Which uh, shout out to Ballet Sports again for ruining my life. Um, <laughs> I, I they, they're not a sponsor, right? No, never. Okay, they will never. So. Be. So I signed up for Bally Sports at, I believe, about 10.30. Game tipped at 11. I signed up at 10.30. <laughs> and I spent legitimately almost all of the next two and a half hours going, oh, my God, how soon can I cancel this? This is the worst thing that's ever occurred in my entire life. It's a See, bad, I'm one of which, those. I'm, which is probably a little extreme. It probably wasn't the worst thing. But. I'm one of those annoying people that I spend way too much money to watch the Cardinals play baseball uh, on DirecTV. So I know it's terrible. I've got to figure something out. But it is the perk whenever things like this happen. But it's yeah. we're not going to have any more games probably on Valley Sports. So. No. no, I mean if we're lucky. I thought. Although, I would... although if everybody that subscribes pays twenty bucks a month, they probably can afford to air the entire NCAA tournament on Valley. True. It's just. <laughs> Not only do they have a bad TV product, they have an awful casino too, um, <laughs> <laughs> which they rebranded the Island of Capri, which I don't know. It used to be called Tucker. Don't you don't lose money there because it's Bally. You lose money there because it's a <laughs> casino and everybody loses money there. That's probably true, but we can no longer call it Isle of Debris anymore because it's not <laughs> the Isle of Capri. We have to come up yeah. with a new name for the Bally's Casino. Uh, but look at the box score here. Uh, DeAndre Golson, 16 points in that game. Obviously, he's three all, biggest All in the second half. Huge. Uh, huge for him, especially saying that, you know, he saying that Dennis Gates still has confidence in him. He didn't start, but, you know. Uh, he still has confidence for him to go out there and, and get some buckets is big, uh, big for this team. And I think uh, we we've saw the feeling out period uh, in the non-conference games. Hopefully we'll see that start to come to a more uh, consistent base of what we see from this team. I assume we will um, just with, uh, with the conference schedule coming up. I think they've got nine ish guys where look, I don't think this team has a number one option. Like I don't think there is a player you look at and go, that guy's the best player on an NCAA tournament team, right? I think what they have is on any given night, they're going to need two or three of those nine. And it might not, I mean, the first half on Saturday was almost exclusively Nick Honor with a little bit of help from Kobe Brown. And then the second half was Demoy Hodge and DeAndre Golston. And that's just how they're going to have to win games. I mean, they don't have a guy that you can toss out there and go, okay, I know we're getting 18 and eight out of him. Because Kobe yeah. Brown, some nights, is going to give you four and six. You know, um, Demoy Hodge, some days might be, you know, a little more of the Kansas version. But if you have enough guys and you can get a couple of them to step up every game, you still got a shot. Which is, if you watch the NCAA tournament a lot of times, that's the reason teams are successful in the NCAA tournament. It's because they don't have one guy. Because they are the, the Virginias or the Villanovas who are a little bit more well-rounded than maybe you would see a Kentucky or a Kansas. Yeah, I think I think what the the really good teams have, and, and look, like I know Dre said, hey, the goal's the final four. That's everybody's goal, and I would not say that shouldn't be their goal. Realistically, the goal for Missouri is just make the tournament. I think the teams that go deep, I think, do probably have a guy that you look at and say, okay, look, it's in the final minute. We have to have points. We know he's getting the ball. They know he's getting the ball, and we're still going to get points. I don't think Missouri has that, but I think they have enough to – I mean, I was looking this morning. They've got 20 games left. I think they've got to split them to be in the NCAA tournament. I think they got to go 10-10 and 10 from here out. Yeah, I 
admittedly, I'm not very good at like predicting tournament teams because the records are always so uh, like basketball records are just like so many wins, so many losses, right? Because there's so many more games, it's a lot easier to be like, oh yeah, that team's gonna be a bowl team. That team's gonna win six games. Like there's no like benchmark for a, being a tournament team, um, uh, at least in my mind. So I do think that this this uh, these conference schedule is gonna be interesting. They have the opportunity to win as Gabe, as you mentioned to split these games because that like middle bottom half of the sec is a little questionable if they can sneak a win from one of these top or top-ish teams like uh if they can get a win against kentucky catch them sleeping on a night if they can catch the team sleeping f on a on a short kind of rest week i think can be can be good for this team and i think i feel like when just watching this team missouri feels like a team that can catch a team sleeping Right, it feels like a team yeah. that is that is, is is a sneaky team to a lot of them. You see Missouri, you're like, oh, they're probably not very good, but I think that they're a lot better than what people anticipate them to be, and we've seen. I know people are going to look at the Kansas game and kind of be like, oh, nope, they're still terrible. But I don't think that's fair for this team at all uh, to look at them and, and still say that because I do think that uh, they are a good team, and and a lot of things happened in that Kansas game. And we talk about you know players you got to go to. In that Kansas run, they had really good performances from their guys that they didn't have in the regular season, right? Uh, they had the Arizona State transfer. I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now, uh, but he played really well in the tournament. They also had their big man, David McCormick, played really well, and he didn't play very well for uh, the, the rest of the regular season. So it's a lot of things like that when you talk about a tournament run. You got to have guys that, you know, that you got to have guys step up and that you didn't have step up in, in the regular season. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this team develops, how this team grows. Cause um, I, I really like the, him saying that they didn't have a lot of growing pains, but what the growing pains that they did had, they got out of the way in the summer because uh, they, they were all transfers. They were all older guys that came in and we're all uh, able to, to get all those out. So looking forward to the, uh, the Missouri Illinois game on Thursday. Uh, we're getting into that. You know, I've mentioned this, I think on every podcast, we're finally getting into a consistent schedule for basketball. Um, I hated those f- Sunday 5.30 tips or the Saturday 11 a.m. tips. hate those. Um, there's football on. Why am I going to watch uh, college basketball? But uh, any final thoughts before we move on uh, to, to football? I know you guys want to talk about Illinois a little bit more? Or? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always said bragging rights. It, it's been a while since this has been true because it just hasn't been the same because Missouri's been not great at basketball. But right. – when these two teams are good, it's my favorite sporting event of the year. Um, Maggie, I'm sure you've been Tucker. I don't know if you've ever been, but mm-hmm. I mean, it is legitimately like when it's full, there are yellow shirts and black shirts, and then there are blue shirts and orange shirts. And every single basket, 50% of the people are cheering and 50% are booing. Every call is both the best <laughs> call and the worst call of the night. And I like it because like the KU game is like, that's legit hatred. Right. That's all year round. We hate you. You hate us. And some people feel that way. But I've always thought Missouri, Illinois is more of a, hey, for this one night, like this is awesome. But like, I don't think a lot of Missouri fans think of Illinois or a lot of uh, Illinois fans think of Missouri that much that year round. But for that one night, it's a great like non-conference rivalry. And, uh, you know, I mean, the first one I really, really remember was triple overtime in 93, 94, my senior year of high school. And it's one of the greatest games of all time, but there, there have been like the best team wins this game. It feels like to me, almost never. Like, yeah. it, it always seems like the underdog wins this game. And I would expect Missouri will be the underdog this year. Well, I think we won it. Well, obviously we lost last year, but then we won, like, had won three in a row, three in a mm-hmm. row. And I mean, I'm and, probably going to get some crap for this, but I've actually never been to a win. <laughs> and I've been to a decent amount. Okay, I've probably been to four, four bragging rights games in the tennis years I've lived here. Um, so I'm hoping that changes. I've got to get it on my good side eventually. But it's just so fun. It's like you said. It's mm-hmm. I live here in St. Louis. We're not talking smack to every Illinois sweatshirt I see walking down the street, mm-hmm. like you know. But around this time, you just feel it. And it's a cool feeling. It's exciting. Everybody loves, like, both teams love the sport of basketball. You know it. It's that's Illinois is not a football school, despite, you know, making a bowl this year or whatever. They're not a football school. They're a basketball school. So I'm excited to get there on Thursday, and hopefully we can pull it out. I've never been because I'm on the wrong side of the state. Um, yeah, and that's just kind of one of the things where I've, I don't really think about Illinois. 
um, just because I am so close to Kansas and I think about that just so much more than I think about the rivalry with Illinois. And it's, it's always this time of year where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's one of our rivals is Illinois. Um, and I think that you know, obviously geographics play into it and stuff like that. But I, aren't they agreed to play in football, too? Don't they have an, a football yeah. agreement for down the road? Yeah. Um, so I think that'll be good. Um, I do think those games are fun. More. Yeah. Those football games actually are fun. Um, the, they were well, at the dome. Because they couldn't win. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I that's mean, exactly why. They still wanted to play some football or in basketball, but in not in football. Right. But like right. I went a few years ago, or a few years ago, my gosh, it's probably been 12 now. Um, when Juice Williams was there and, you know, they were talking Illinois football up a lot back then. And we came out and, I mean, we were we were pretty good back then. Yeah. So um whooped them but yeah i mean anytime you play them even if you don't think about them all year you want to win that game i don't know if it's just because we share the majority of our east east coast uh east border with them but you, you want to win that game i I'm, I'm gonna start calling it the east coast of missouri like <laughs> yeah the east, east coast. coast of the uh yeah the mississippi <laughs> on the river. banks of the mississippi river <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> that's good that's good um <laughs> Also a really sick trophy, like another really cool trophy. It's it, it's like, I mean, this is a game played with dudes that are between six and seven feet tall. And I feel like the trophy is the tallest thing in the building. Yeah, it's huge. It's, yeah, a, it's awesome. obscene. It is a, a a good one. I was looking at this story here from the uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch about someone who wagered. I'm trying to skim through it real quick. Uh, I guess there was a wager place on this game at... Uh, I guess I guess the title was misleading. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but, Tucker got clickbaited. I got clickbaited. Segment we had there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna I was gonna tell you about a a, a sick bet that was placed on this game, um, but I can't. So uh, I can't yet uh, because the way that college basketball lines work, it's Monday right. when we're recording this. They're not gonna have a line out until probably Wednesday night. Um, but no, it's it's gonna be exciting. Uh, Excited for this rivalry is again, like I said, a rivalry that I think about once a year. Um, like, oh yeah, I don't like those guys. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> they they have the cheerle the Statue of Liberty contest. Like, you know, even if you lose the game, you can win that. That's the thing. Yeah. And we we usually when we lose the game, it kind of seems opposite. You win that at halftime, yeah. you lose the game. Yeah. So maybe we don't want to win at halftime, or right. we don't want to win right. the Statue of Liberty this contest. Is, uh... this year. This is the, the, the game where Quinn Snyder got popcorn dumped on him by a Mizzou fan afterwards. A lot of things have happened in uh, the Savas-Scott trade, whatever the hell they call it now, Center. It is Enterprise now. Enterprise, this, is also a game, this is also a game that some big money shots have been made at the end of the game to, you know, within five seconds or, or something mm -hmm. to lose this game. At least that was it, I think, probably five years ago when I went. We lost uh, in a devastating fashion. A big shot, so you hate to be on that end of those games, but yeah, it should be fun. Illinois number eighteen in the country. Um, so I anticipate Missouri to win this game, as we've mentioned. <laughs> the team type of team that's supposed to win is not going to win. Uh, but yes, let's move on to the Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, this uh, game will be in Tampa, Florida. Our own Maggie Johnson correspondent will be in attendance. Let's um, <laughs> do that too, correspondent. <laughs> Yeah. We'll be in attendance. At Check, out Lambert Air Check out my Instagram lives. <laughs> yeah, that would be Lambert Airport on Friday morning, God willing. She will be in oh, attendance. Oh, Lord, we'll yeah. 5 a.m., uh, I will yeah. be there dying because I'll be at the 8 p.m. <laughs> Bragging Rights right. game. So Ooh, They couldn't have made yeah. it a 6 p.m. Bragging Rights game. It had to be an 8 p.m. So yep. That is... There. That's a brutal time. I know we had said the time a few times, but it just like clicked with me being first tip at 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get to bed until 11. Like that's I'm not I'm not going to start right until 11. Yeah. Do not envy you in that position. Yeah. Um but Missouri does play a bowl game. This is exciting. Um Drinkos talked to the media, I believe, on was that Sunday that he talked to him Sunday. In the media? Yeah. Um, Yesterday, yeah. They are, I believe the team, as we are recording this, is on their way to Tampa to start the bowl preparations, bowl practices. Um, transfer portal heating up, obviously. Players going, players committing. Uh, we're in the heat of uh, just 
just straight up commitment season from uh, high school players. So there's a lot going on right now. And I think Drinkwitz mm-hmm. even talked about in this press conference, uh, he missed the bag drop uh, mm-hmm. for the, uh, for, for the team bag, bag stuff. <laughs> so uh, who knows if he'll be uh, outfitted in clothes. He might be wearing the same thing you saw him wear on Sunday in the press conference <laughs> right. um, on the sidelines. It, so it seems like they could make an exception to get the head coach's bag in the, in the thing, but who knows, like they're, Look, you hear stories. Sometimes the equipment truck like forgets somebody's uniform or brings the wrong thing, or yep. so you never know, man. You never do know. Uh, what you do know is there are some opt outs from both teams. Obviously, we know Dominic now. Love it's not going to play. Uh, Isaiah McGuire, DJ Coleman, Martez Manuel are going to play. Um, but did we get any more uh, people who aren't going to play? Big time players that yeah. aren't going to play, I should say. Our punter. Um, <laughs> yeah, Missouri yeah. won't have its starting punter, but. Um... No, I and I asked Drinkwitz specifically on Sunday, other than those guys that have already publicly said, is anybody else going to miss it? And he said no. So, you know, so we'll see. I mean, I assume he's telling us the truth, but I, I guess we'll find out. I got to the Armed Forces Bowl last year, and I was like, oh, hey, that guy wasn't supposed to be hurt. And, hey, that guy was supposed to be playing, and sometimes that doesn't happen. So we'll see. Yep. Um, <laughs> for Wake Forest, they're uh, not going to have their running back, Christian Turner. He opted to transfer. After uh, he's second in, the, in their team in rushing yardage, um, and their number three back Quentin Cooley is also transferring, but he plans to play on December twenty third. Uh, D back uh, Galvin Holmes twenty three tackles is transferring and not playing for Wake Forest as well. Sam Hartman will play. That is their offense. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> um, I don't think that he does. He he doesn't have another year of eligibility, right? Like this is yes, a- he does. Oh, no, he, he could. There is a lot of speculation that he will enter the transfer portal and play next year in the SEC somewhere after this game. For the Missouri team. He also could play in the draft. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase. Somewhere in the SEC, I don't believe to be Missouri. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. I'm sorry. I'm stoking. I'm just stoking the flames. You see a little spark and it's just me. Just go, you know, blowing on it. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, seen you, Tucker. We know. We we've know. seen you on we Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I just like to get people excited. Uh, but anyway, this game uh, on Friday, 6.30 p.m. kickoff in Raymond James Stadium with an actual pirate ship in that stadium. And cool, it's from Mississippi State's plan. Um, that is very cool. The good news is that Tom Brady may have exhausted all the available turnovers in that stadium on Sunday evening. So <laughs> there may not be any left. I, I swear, if we lose, if we lose, like the pa- like, oh, I guess it wasn't. Right, that was a different Buccaneers. game. I'm, I'm still, yeah, I'm still thinking the Patriots game. Um, yeah. oh. which which is what was terrible. So yeah, you know, just yeah. don't listen to me. But. <laughs> I mean, Buccaneers wasn't great. They turned it over four times in the third quarter, which has to be an it has to be a record, right? That there's no way anybody's ever had five turnovers in a quarter. Chiefs tried to do it on Sunday. Oh, they got <laughs> close. They, they tried to do it though. Um, I, I'm looking. I've went through and picked all these bowl games, uh, but I think that the line, yeah, it's still plus it one. one. Last I saw, yeah, yeah, minus one in favor of Wake Forest. Um, Thoughts on this game? Yeah, I, I think it is. I think that it's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty even matchup. I don't know what to take away from this Wake Forest team. I don't want to put too many eggs in the Missouri basket just because they are missing some pretty big defensive players. But I do want to talk about. I, I just thought about this. They're getting 
Chris Abrams drain and Ennis Rakestraw back. And I think that's absolutely huge for the secondary um, because you were looking, you were staring down the barrel of a secondary that looked rough going into next year. And now they get two guys back that were huge pieces for this year. So that gives me a little bit more confidence. Yeah, big. Um, as, as far as this game, I mean, I always look at bowl games and it's partly about the talent, but it's also who actually wants to play this game. I mean, like, I'm sure you guys saw the clip of the Florida guy rushing the passer. Sure did. Um, he just kind of jogged and <laughs> tapped the offensive tackle on the shoulder. It's like, I, I'm tired, man. I can't keep doing this. And like, you know, the Texas Bowl, I remember against Navy, like you just went into that game going, well, this is huge for Navy. This this is a 10-win Missouri team that just doesn't care about this game or an 8-win team, whatever it was. And even last year, I just thought, you know, Army really – like this is a big deal if Army can beat an SEC team. If Missouri beats Army, it's way to go. So yeah. that's why I thought Missouri was going to lose that game. This game, like theoretically, I think should be important to both of these teams. I mean – to be, you know, Wake is not a traditional power. They've had a couple good years to keep building on that. I mean, Sam Hartman's playing, which tells me it's important to them. For Missouri, you're talking about a winning record for the first time in, what, four years, I think? Um, yeah. A chance to win a bowl game for the first time since 2014? This should be important to Missouri. It should matter. So I, I don't really know who I give the edge to in that regard. It's basically an offensive versus defensive game, I would say. I mean, I'm hoping that this extra month of practice has helped our offense some, but, you know, we're going into this game without a – I don't know if I can say offensive coordinator because I don't think that's what he was. Uh, But we've got Drink Calm plays again. Yeah, we got Drink Calm plays again, uh, coaching quarterbacks again. So it'll be interesting to see how the change goes from those last few games over to this game. Yeah. Well, fortunately, nobody is going to jump to irrational conclusions based on the offensive performance in this game. We'll be very level-headed about it. <laughs> Gabe, I believe it was a question that you asked uh, Drinkwitz. Um, the way he reacted, he said something. I can't remember what the question was exactly, but he said, I'd love to ask the quarterback's coach, but he's not here. But he's not here. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, man. Um, look, if you watched that press conference and you thought, oh, well, that's a guy that expected Bush Hamden to leave and has this plan and he's real happy for his guy going back home. No, that wasn't that, man. <laughs> that was not that. It, it was not. There was, um, there was some salt. I don't know. I don't understand. Um, Josh Heupel did this to us too, uh, left right before we played Texas in that Texas Bowl. I don't understand leaving before the bowl happens because it's well, not a like lot of times. A lot of times they don't have a choice. Okay. I mean, it's true. Like, I can tell you, Josh Heupel would not have been welcome to coach that bowl game. That that was not, it was, okay, you're taking a job. Cool. Get out, man. Well, what I mean like, is, go. like, why not announce that you're going to do it after the bowl game? Like, why, if they already know the pieces are in place. And, well, you know, in Heupel's case, he's a head coach. He's got to go recruit. Yeah, I guess. In Hamden's true. case, you know, would waiting a week have changed anything? I don't know, but. My guess is from Boise's point of view, hey, they've got a really good redshirt freshman quarterback. They might want to make sure that kid doesn't want to go into the transfer portal and having an OC and a quarterback's coach may be a part of it. Like, you know, uh, I mean, loyalty is, loyalty exists only to fans in college. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, these guys, the coaches are, are there for the paycheck. The players are there for the paycheck, uh, you know, I mean, so like if he's taking this other job, yeah, it would be nice, but like, you've got signing day coming up. You've got transfers coming in. You've got all this stuff happening. The other, the other program is usually going to be like, Hey man, we'd sure like you to start if you can. And yeah. I get it. So my question is, because uh, we talked about this a lot about Drinkwitz adding an offensive coordinator, right? Uh, uh, an actual with the title offensive coordinator, and but they their their staff was full. Uh, they had I think what is it ten uh, assistants uh, already on their staff. Does this now bring up the opportunity for them to add a, a quote unquote an offensive coordinator? Oh, it brings up the opportunity. The money's there. We think it's going to happen. I kind of asked Drinkwitz about that yesterday, and I knew he wouldn't answer. You know, he's like, right. hey, "Win this bowl game, get." But whatever, I had to ask. Uh, huh? 
I think they'll hire one. You know, uh, I don't have a clue who it would be or anything like that, but it makes sense to me to hire a quarterback's coach and an offensive coordinator now. I would agree. Um, I, I oh, you uh, you also asked him about who the quarterback would be, right? Is that is that your question? Yeah, um, I didn't ask him exactly that way, but he had talked about playing young guys, and did, yes. I said, "So, will you do that at quarterback?" And he basically said, "It's Brady's game until it's not," you know, which indicates to me until the score's out of hand, like he's getting the meaningful snaps, which I think is that's the right move. I mean, mm-hmm. it's Brady got this team here for better or worse, whether you think, you know, they're here because of him or they're here because of him. And that's not a good thing, whatever, but this is his season. He's coming back next year. It's not a situation like last year where they knew Basilak was leaving. So this should be his game. Um, And I don't think playing Sam Horn in this game would change the season opener next year, you know? So I, I think it, it should be his game while it's in doubt. I agree. And I thought the way that you asked that question was very, uh, very clever. Um, of, of I'm how... clever now and again. Yeah, I, I liked it. I was like, <laughs> ah, was every dog has its day. Like, ah, oh, Gabe, there you go. You got it. I like, you got him. Um, no, but uh, I, I thought that, that was interesting and good that I think he, that he committed to Brady in at least, I think, I think what you could take. Which by the, the way, team. doesn't mean he has to stick to it. That's true. I mean, you know, like 100%. that was Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. things can change between now and, and Friday morning uh, mm-hmm. when they go to take the field. But I think the, the one thing I can take from this whole uh, Sam Horn and Brady cook saga, if you will, is that, you know, Eli stuck to it, stuck to his guy. Like he's, he's, he's stuck to him for the most part. And it said like, Hey, Brady is Brady's job. I don't think I, I would love to think that, Eli Drinkwitz is not purposely playing bad players. Um, I think Eli Drinkwitz is playing the players that he thinks can best give them wins. I know sometimes people on Twitter think that their coaches are purposely playing bad players. I don't think that's the case. Um, I I think that Brady Cook probably has shown a little bit more than Sam Horn has in practice. And I I, I love Sam Horn. I want to see what he can he can do in this offense. Uh, But I do I do respect what Drinkwitz has done just sticking with Brady. and I think that's a big thing for not only his confidence, but, you know, for Sam's confidence, too. If Sam gets in there and then he gets yanked, right, it's like who you're, you're destroying the confidence of two different guys uh, who's trying to play quarterbacks. And, you know, the old adage goes, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. Um, maybe they should do the uh, Texans two quarterback set with Jeff Driscoll and uh, David Mills. <laughs> run run Sam Horn out there at X wide receiver. Have him jet sweep motions all across the field but uh who knows i i do think that i think uh drink does deserve some credit uh for that and it's while it wasn't easy at all right he has a he has a pretty good walk or pretty good freshman uh and waiting in the wings he, he's kind of stuck to his guy agreed yeah nice nothing more to add no no you killed it Crushed you guys speechless wow uh <laughs> Not good about that one. That one was a good one. Um, no, I think uh, this will be a very interesting game coming up on on Friday. I'll be glued to the TV watching it. Um, hoping that, man, you said bowl game of 2014. That was a Citrus Bowl, right? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, Citrus Maddie Bowl. Mock. Against Minnesota? Uh, Minnesota, gold, not Gophers. They were Golden Gophers. Yes. Golden. Are they still Golden Gophers? I think they're still Golden. Oh. Defensive MVP Marcus Golden. That's how long it's been. Oh Lord. Um okay. wow. Um 2014, what a year that was. Uh, that was SEC <laughs> Champions 2014, Missouri Tigers, correct? It was. Yes. Um yeah. wow. Um I can't classic. I can't believe it's been a classic season. I'm just taken aback by how long it's been since because Missouri's yeah. been to a few bowl games. I mean then. look, the the Royals have won a World Series more recently than Missouri has won a bowl game. Gabe, you're messing with my head. Something. <laughs> That's something. That, that is something indeed. Um, yeah. So hopefully we get to see a good performance from this Missouri offense, Missouri defense as well. I'm a little worried that they won't have, you know, DJ Coleman, Isaiah McGuire. Those two guys were pretty big on that offensive line. They had can't remember, Gabe. You're gonna have to tell me who who is come who is playing the defensive lineman. I believe he wears number zero. 
Uh, that's Jaden Jernigan. He's uh, he'll be he's they have all the guys inside Christian Williams, Darius Robinson, Jaden Jernigan. They're all playing. We assume Trajan Jeffcoat is playing. We haven't been told that he is not. Um, Johnny Walker and Arden Walker are going to be at defensive end. They were redshirt freshmen this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I looked it up. If Jeffcoat does not come back, Missouri is losing 1,400 and some odd snaps at defensive end. They have 171 returning. Johnny and Arden Walker, like they are the defensive ends at this point um, that are on scholarship. Uh, so it, it's pretty important if Jeffcoat plays. Pass rush could be a problem. I think. I think this is the Arkansas game. I mean, they're going to have to score 28, 31, 34 in that range to win this game. Mm -hmm. Um, They've only done that once against a power five team, but fortunately for them, it was the last time. So, you know, they have some proof they can do it. I was just thinking about this defense. Tyron Hopper, is he playing? We assume so. Anticipated to play, I should say. Anticipated. they, basically, at this point, it's McGuire, Manuel, and DJ Coleman, and, and Jelani Williams, who played some. Yeah, but that's it that we know of. Which is well, better not- than what I would have said a month ago. I would have been like, Agreed. oh, man, we're going to lose everybody. Yes. And actually, we're in the bottom half of the SEC in terms of players that have either opted out, went to the church. So far, we don't know what's going to happen after the bowl game. That's pretty I mean, different. I think I read on Power Mizzou, Gabe, you said if this game was after Christmas, you don't really know. If- so... Yeah, I mean, I think there are still some guys, like Carlisle and Hopper still, I think, will have NFL decisions. Jeffcoat could still leave. Robinson, mm-hmm. I don't know. We kind of talked like this was probably the last game, but we don't know that for sure. There will still be some guys enter the portal. So, like, things are going to change again after the bowl game and then again after spring football. But he's gotten guys to commit to coming back that I didn't think would commit this early to coming back. And he is going to field a more complete team than I thought he was going to be able to. And so I think he does deserve credit for that. Again, the Chris Avenstrain and Ray Straw commitments to come back another year are massive. massive. I think that's like, I don't think it can be understated how big just for not only this game, but like for next year as well, because that, that cornerback room was looking a little thin. That secondary as a whole was looking a little thin uh, without those guys. So stoked for that. Glad that I'll be back. Blake Baker will be back. Contractually, Blake Baker will be back, um, I should say. You never know what's going to happen, but uh, contractually, he will be back. Um, it's, I, always, I always hesitate to say these things around college football because it changes so fast. College football changes so fast. Like we went from saying that, oh yeah, we can't play these guys because it'll burn a red short to like 25 minutes later, the NCAA coming out with a rule saying, oh yeah, you can play those guys now. You can can play those guys. (laughs) Well, and it just, it like it, it kind of made me think this week, like we talked to Barrett Bannister over the weekend and you thought, look at this kid who had no offers out of high school. Just said, all I want is a shot. Came to a place. He's been here like, since Tucker was seven, I think, you know, I mean, he's, he's basically like got a building named after him on campus. He's been here so long. And you wonder what guys like that think when they look around and they're like, I don't even know who's going to be on my team next week. You know, it's just such a, and I'm not saying anything bad about kids that are transferring or, or whatever. They, they have the right to do it. It's just so weird. It's so different. Yeah. There's definitely different mindsets of, different people and it's kind of like what we talked about some people are playing because their life is depending on the draft like that's what they want to do bear banister is not like that bear banister is going to be a dentist or you know whatever it is like he knows this is his last time to play and he's like why would i not want to play so i always have admired uh bear banister well and to be fair like we talk about all the the negatives of the stuff but like is is anybody upset Drake Olston is at Missouri now <laughs> after after Saturday? I don't think so. You know, but but I think what you do lose a little bit is the connection of a fan base who you watch a kid like Lawrence Bowers come in and score 1.2 points a game as a freshman and then turn into this guy that like is kissing center court on his last. Like you don't see that very much anymore. And I think that's the part, the emotional part that, that fans like we want to think it's, it, it, like we love that, right? It's such a great story, but we just don't really see it anymore. No, we don't. I was looking at uh, Barrett Bannister's uh, profile on the his roster. We graduated high school the same year. 
Um, <laughs> so uh, we are the same age. Uh, just need to find out his uh, birth date in his mother's uh, maiden name, and then we'll be set. Well, um, hey, all by, by the way, time. like Barrett Bannister, Realist George, a bunch of bunch of Missouri players uh, graduated this weekend. Here's my fun fact of the weekend: Brady Cook and Justin Gage in the same graduating class at the University of Missouri. Justin Gage Justin. put out on Twitter that he came back and finished his degree yeah. up this year. So yeah, awesome. Brady Cook and Justin Gage graduate Mizzou together. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, so excited for this uh, for this game to come. Lots of Mizzou athletics going on. I believe uh, the Missouri women did drop their bragging rights game, I believe, to Illinois. Um, and was that in Mizzou? I believe mm-hmm. at yeah. in Columbia. Okay, that's they what I thought. 10, yeah. Dang. Yeah. Um, Sophie Cunningham has been around that program a lot recently, and I love that. I love that for the program. Um, I'm a Phoenix Mercury fan because of Sophie Cunningham. <laughs> Um, you go. you uh, and the rest of Mizzou Nation, right. I think. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I love it. I love it. But uh, we'll be back next week to talk about uh, this. Uh, hey, do, do we have to pick the game? Are we going to do that? Is that a thing? Sure, we can pick it if you would like. We can. Okay, I don't know why I said that because I have no idea what I'm going to pick. Uh, uh, <laughs> wait, which game? Are, are we picking basketball or are we the, picking football? The, I don't know. Pick them both. Yeah. Well, what's um, We don't know the spread in basketball yet? No, uh, I'm sure no. it'll be Illinois by five ish, something like that. Okay, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Illinois in the basketball game. I'm gonna take Mizzou in the football game. I'm gonna take us to cover at plus one. One, which means they're gonna win. And yeah, I just like, yeah, yeah, I'm picking us to win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to send people into Christmas mad at our show. That's a good point. I, they're mad at they're gonna the, be mad at us either way. The, the upset <laughs> the upset always happens in bragging rights. I think, I, I don't know. I think Brad Underwood is making more fart noises into the microphone after this game, like he did. Did you guys see that? It was amazing. Um, after, yes. the, after the Penn State game, they asked him about somebody's leadership, and he just <laughs> right in. It was awesome. So maybe he'll do that again. Um, Missouri wins the basketball game, and I got no idea in the football game. So when I have no idea, I say, well, why would it? It would be bad business of me to pick Missouri to lose. So I pick Missouri to win that too. Look at Gabe picking Mizzou to win both games, guys. Don't say he never did anything. Now they're going to yell at Homer. me. Mizzou's Homer. Mizzou's 0 2. Now they're going to tell me I'm an idiot and I got their hopes up. I'm re- re- not it I, wrecked, I wrecked Christmas by picking Mizzou. <laughs> oh, wait. Maggie, you picked. did you pick Illinois in the basketball game? Yeah, I picked Illinois in the basketball game, Mizzou in Mizzou's- the bowl. See, this is tough because I didn't want to clean sweep. I didn't want to do a clean sweep of everything, right? Like if we picked Mizzou for all of it, and all three of us picked Mizzou in both, that'd be bad. That would also not be good. People, the Jinx community would come out and tell us that we jinxed yeah. it. Um, which jinxes aren't real, by the way. Go ahead and grow up. Uh, what I say on this <laughs> podcast does not does not determine what is going to happen on that field. Um, but uh, I'm going to take. Go ahead and grow up. Tucker's already planning his next quarterback transfer. Troll tweet. <laughs> yep, Devin Leary coming in soon. Uh, that was gonna. I was gonna close with that, Gabe. You spoiled it. Oh, my say, bad. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. All good. I'm gonna pick Mizzou in both. Uh, Mizzou gonna win by ten in the basketball game, though. Oh, um, and I think okay. yeah, right, big okay. showing from uh, Demoy Hodge. I think Demoy Hodge is gonna have a good game, and so is uh, Kobe Brown. That's my prediction. Go ahead and clip that. Um, so when it happens, we have that. And in the football game, I do think Mizzou will win, but I think it's going to be. By a walk-off field goal by Harrison. Yes. Okay. That's my prediction. Um, yeah. Heard it here right. first. Busy week. Lots of stuff happening. Uh, and we will hit Christmas time. Uh, we'll probably be back a day, I think, um, in, in terms of when the podcast will come out next week. So we'll probably be out on Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, um, just with uh, the Christmas holiday being observed on the Monday and the Christmas falling on a Sunday. I hate it when Christmas falls on a weekend, just like, Give me a day off in the middle of the week, you know. Um, give me a day off that I'm not supposed to have off. Uh, that's an awful way to think about it. But please, that's how I please, think about it. Please move your birthday, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> we could use this as a, a last-minute Christmas. You can go to Charlie Hustle. By the way, I bought my brother the shirt, the Fox or the KC Sports Network shirt for yep. Christmas. Gave it to him last weekend. He loved it. So hit. go buy go buy your siblings or loved ones some kc sports network gear or any because, charlie hustle gear yes you like how i i love that that's that good very professional <laughs> um 
better at my job than I am because I was going <laughs> to mention it at all. Um, they've got they restocked the uh, the uh, Shakespeare's Pizza shirt because I, I got it. That, I bought it when I bought when I bought my brother the other one. So I also yeah, have the Shakespeare's one because it sold out pretty much immediately when they dropped it. Is it? It's a sweet yeah. shirt, but then they restocked it. I think. They had a sale going on. I was looking at their sale stuff. I don't know if they still have a sale going on or not. They probably do because of being close to the holidays. But they restocked it. It's out there. Black and gold Shakespeare people logo. Very cool shirt. Make sure you go check that out. Check the, our friends at charliehustle.com. Uh, that'll do it for us today. As next week, we will be back to recap the bowl game, talk about some Mizzou basketball games coming up with the conference schedule just around the corner. After, uh, after the Illinois game, they got Kentucky on that Wednesday uh, following on the 28th. So uh, lots of basketball. We'll have football conversations. Com- signing day, I believe is somewhere in the, in the midst of that as well. Uh, so we'll, we might have some big, uh, big commitments to talk about from the high school ranks of things, but we will have you everything you need covered here at KC sports network on the Missouri. That's Who podcast next week. We'll also talk about Devin Leary signing with the, uh, <laughs> with the Missouri Tigers. So uh, until then we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.